0: Another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, the Channel Partners podcast. I am executive editor Craig Galbraith. Alongside me, as always, our resident gamer, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you?
1: Craig, as always, I'm ready player one, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm nursing a little bit of a cold. I feel like it's, it's like my fourth cold of this winter slash spring, which on the East Coast still seems like winter. But uh, just super pumped because the Channel Partners Conference and Expo in Las Vegas is just two weeks away, my man.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. We're going to talk about that in a bit. I saw on the Today Show this morning the snow coming down, so I know you guys on the East Coast are dealing with some crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, we're just below the snow, but I think uh, the cold again is due to – we had a 75-degree day late last week, and it's like 35 degrees again today. So not like you guys out there in Phoenix. Uh, I'm sure it's a little different out there.
0: Yeah, just a little. We're around 90 the last few days, so uh, I've already got the air conditioning on, buddy.
1: Uh, I'm jealous of that. You know, speaking of average temperatures and weather and knowing about several different things like you and I obviously both do, I understand you have a a new favorite thing that you do lately uh, every evening.
0: Oh yeah. I've been enjoying the HQ. Have you seen this? You, you've done this a couple of times, right?
1: I have. I think we heard about it at the same time uh, someone told us about HQ. I think it was our resident millennial. So yeah, yes. I've been involved.
0: Yeah, he knew about it, and so did uh, Steve Garvey, the baseball legend, when we met him at the WTG event. So HQ, uh, if you haven't played it yet, is this new live game show app where uh, you can win money. And uh, you and I haven't brought home any cash that I know of yet, but uh, we've been having fun doing it.
1: Well, the problem is, Craig, it is a trivia game show, which, you know, you need some intelligence. And uh, (laughs) I'm not going to be winning any of those anytime soon, sir. (laughs)
0: and you know there aren't a lot of channel related questions or even technologies but you know that might not matter anyway
1: (laughs) not with us um if it were you know as we often talk about sports questions maybe and uh if it was questions about bacon i'd probably have a pretty good shot
0: yes the bacon show if it's a bacon theme i i think you're going to walk home with with all the money my friend for sure
1: I think we're on to something.
0: You know, HQ and talking about it reminds me of the game show era of the 70s and 80s, of which uh, you and I, I know, we're big fans. And since this is our 35th podcast, to commemorate that, I thought we'd bring back the game show theme, something we did way back in episode two of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. That was way back in June of 2016.
1: Wow. Uh, I like the throwback, Craig, but it seems a little odd to celebrate a 35th podcast um it's not a significant number like a a 50 or a 100th anniversary but you know i mean i guess i gotta roll with
0: it well you never know if we're gonna get to a 50th show so we better go with it when we can (laughs) excellent point excellent point. (laughs) what were some of your favorite game shows back in the day while i'm asking you about this and, and what you like about them
1: you know craig uh i go back you know 70s and 80s i'm not as old as you are so I have to remember when I was a little tyke, and, uh, you know, I would say uh, Press Your Luck was an awesome show, because you get the trivia in there, but, you know, my favorite thing were always the whammies. I mean, how awesome. No whammies,
0: no whammies, big bucks. That's right.
2: Big bucks, please, no whammies, stay away, please.
1: Stop! Stop! I can remember, you know, getting home from either kindergarten or preschool, relatively around noon or so, and... The Price is Right would be on, watching that with mom. You know, Bob Barker. You know, it's an excellent show. I always like uh, watching with the kids now. We watch Jeopardy. Um, I probably get two questions right out of the whole thing, so that reminds them why they need to study. Uh, So uh, those are some of my faves. How about you, Craig?
0: You know, I was thinking about this before we were talking about it, and I always liked Password. They'd get the nice. celebrities on there. Yeah, and and then you'd have the, uh, you know, I think it was because I liked the whole voiceover, how it was a, a crucial part of the show, and the guy would come on and say, The password is Kevin. <laughs> the password is welcome.
1: That's probably because you would be a voiceover legend if you chose to, to uh, follow that profession there, buddy.
0: Yeah, that might have been. The other one I really <laughs> liked, and I really enjoyed the ones that you brought up also, but uh, Sale of the Century, it's a little more obscure one. You remember that one? Hey! The I remember
1: it very vaguely. Why don't you give me a little reminder there, Craig?
0: Well, my favorite part was the host would ask them if they wanted to buy some really lame prize for like five bucks. It would be like a box of candy you know and then they would lose their five dollars and lose out on the chance to win a new car at the end of the episode and he could never get them to buy the box of candy and I, i'm not quite sure that why that was the case
2: normally priced at 579 dollars, today on sale of the century they're yours for only five dollars
0: going once going
2: twice no nice
1: Uh, You know what? I'm going to have to watch uh, GSN. Um, Do we get money for that plug? Uh, The Game Show Network, but try to find sale of the century. uh, Oh, yeah. Check it out.
0: No sale. He'd always say that. No sale. About 20 (laughs) times a show because nobody would ever buy anything.
1: (laughs) I mean, what could you get? Like some Arm & Hammer breaking soda? I mean, what were the prizes?
0: Yeah, it was was something like that. No, it was actually a little better than that. But, you know, nobody's going to give up the chance to go for the car for like an end table. Something like that, you know what I mean? (laughs)
1: No doubt, man. Well, uh, it's been fun reliving those game shows, dude. We should come up with a few and run them uh, at the show floor stage when we're doing Coffee with Craig and Kevin live. You know, speaking of the show floor stage, Craig, and speaking of game shows, I have a feeling that the Channel Partners Conference and Expo in Las Vegas in two weeks, um, not only are there gonna be a lot of people winning like they do on game shows, but also I wanna see everybody walk into either the keynote or on the Expo Hall, as if they were a game show contestant that just got called down in the live studio audience. Now everybody's like, oh my god, oh! <laughs> and their arms are waving everywhere, and they're going crazy, and they get up, and then the host asks them, you know, how are you doing today? And they're like, oh, this is great, I'm doing unbelievable, Bob Barker. Come on down! You're the next
0: contestant on The Price is Right!
1: Um, that's what I want to see if people come up and talk to us. Hopefully,
0: just as long as they're not some of those crazy prices right contestants who run up on stage and like almost tackle Bob.
1: Yes, yes, we don't like, want to be like- tackled.
0: Uh, that would be great i'd love to see everybody running in like that in the expo hall they almost do anyway they're they're excited to be there but if they if they look like that uh that would be priceless
1: yeah like like you know there are those big things at a car dealership that wave and their arms are all flappy and they're they're running around i think that would be that would be outstanding getting back to reality i guess you could say whoops there goes gravity i just want (laughs) to let you know craig that uh everything with channel partners conference and expo is trending ahead and we're not just saying that because we work here. This is actually proven in the stats. Our partner attendees are up from where they were last year at this point. Our number of exhibitors and sponsors are up from where we were last year at this point. You know, I'm just prepping, just making sure that everybody's comfortable, ready to get to the show and just give it 120% so they have a great time on site because I know there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Uh, How about you, Craig? What have you been up to this last few weeks?
0: Well, you know, the video has been the the biggest thing. Uh, You and I shot some videos for the education sessions that people get a chance to see. We've also been getting some of the pre-keynote videos ready. And uh, we talked about the call for news that we put out here a couple weeks ago. The deadline for that is coming up on Friday. So we want to encourage all the exhibitors and sponsors to get in their news uh, by this Friday so we can get it ready to go. Uh, You know, Kevin, also a Digi, our good pal, the digital (sighs) services robot mascot. Yeah, I know. I know. He's been really brushing up on his digital services as he always does. Although that's, you know, pretty easy for him since he just accesses billions of records online instantly and memorizes them all. So he's ready to go.
1: You know, I bet he is, Craig. Uh, You know, I'm just really getting tired about hearing, oh, you can access billions of records. Well, he's a robot, okay? Um, Can he make pancakes? Can he do that? Can he flip a nice piece of sizzling bacon?
0: Oh. Kevin, I'm sorry. I just looked into my kitchen, and Digi is preparing a meal of pancakes and bacon.
1: Ah, yeah. You know, I I shouldn't have said that. Of course, he can learn quickly because he knows all about digital services. He can just go ahead and access digital flipping of pancakes.
0: (laughs) You know, all this talk of the show uh, leads perfectly into our first guests who will be exhibiting, Kevin. Uh, Why don't we go ahead and introduce them? Sounds great.
3: All right, Kevin, please welcome to the podcast from SASMAX, its founder and CEO, Dina Moskowitz, and Channel Chief, Clinton Gatewood. Dina and Clinton, how are you?
2: We're good. Thanks for having us. Doing
4: fantastic. Thanks for having us on as well.
3: For those in our audience who might not be familiar with SASMAX, Dina, why don't you start with a little bit about your background and how you came to found the company?
2: Okay, sure. So SASMAX was founded about seven years ago now uh, with the goal of helping SaaS companies innovate and uh, enter into the channel because it's it's a very different beast. The SaaS business model and the the way of doing business uh, as well as the different types of partner programs that SaaS platforms offer is is different than how traditional hardware is sold and software and uh, other services. And so my goal as a prior SaaS entrepreneur in the data storage sector was to bring together the channel and the SaaS world, and we like to call it crossing the SASM. So today we've got probably hundreds of SaaS vendors and thousands of channel partners who we've been uh, bringing together and creating relationships between by giving them the tools they need to manage their relationships in one place.
5: Dina, that's outstanding, and, and I would say our audience is used to a different kind of sass coming from Craig when he insults me all the time, but, um, you know, <laughs> I would well, say, you we know, have a okay. word
2: for him. We have a word, and, and, and our blog is actually named for people like him. It's called Wise Sass. And so we have a play on words there. So, Craig, <laughs> remind us. To keep the I, like at the I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like
5: it. I think that sums Craig up uh, perfectly. So, so, well done, Dina. Uh, you know, how can our audience truly benefit, though, from uh, your SaaS marketplace, not from Craig's SaaS? And, and what makes mm-hmm. it different from all the other cloud marketplaces that we're always hearing about?
2: Okay, sure. So, in, in our cloud marketplace, which is really more so of a catalog of SaaS vendors, What ends up happening is both SaaS vendors as well as channel partners are set up on what we call curated meetings, and Kurt will talk a little bit more about those later. But we uniquely have the ability internally to identify the right partners for the right SaaS vendors and vice versa. So we're doing the work of pulling the matches together and really doing it based upon expertise, and profiling and relationships so that we know that we're not wasting anyone's time putting them together, Mm -hmm. and we're doing that at a substantially reduced cost. As well, we have new opportunities that are entering our marketplace every month because we have really the emerging sector of business software apps as well as cybersecurity apps and communications apps. And uh, when you come to our booth at Channel Partners, you'll see we have, well, we have six different apps that are coming that will showcase, and each one is very different from the other. So we really enable uh, the Channel Partners to assemble what we call stacks or bundles of applications that will give them a competitive advantage with their customer base.
3: Let's go ahead and give Clint then a chance to talk a little bit more about the relationship that partners have with SAS Max and exactly how uh, you work with them.
4: Right. So at SASMAX, we work extremely closely with our partners. I know everybody says that, but uh, at SASMAX, it's extremely true. We actually have a staff of cloud SaaS strategists who understand the marketplace. They understand the challenges that are faced by our partners and different types of resellers that are out in the marketplace that we work with. What we do is we meet with them consistently, and we really become an, a, an advisor, a consultant, uh, a outsourced R&D team to them on helping them understand what's out there in the SaaS world, what's out in the cloud world, how other partners are being successful in that marketplace, and provide them with different bundles of applications, SaaS applications or cloud products and services that they can wrap into a service and take it to their client to sell a business solution. As many partners out there aren't really selling point products, they're selling business solutions, they're selling services along with product or or product and then doing the integration and the migration for those particular clients. So we really work with them to understand those dynamics and help them choose the right products. The other thing is, is we don't do lead generation at SASMAX. We do what Dina called curated reseller meetings. So we don't just take a partner, get his data and provide it to a a vendor and say, here, uh, call this person. Here's a good lead for you. Or they came to they express interest by opening an email or they came to a webinar or something like that. When we introduce a partner to a particular vendor, we've already talked to that partner about how to make money with this particular vendor, what their program's about, what their reseller program looks like, what the value is to their client. So they understand when they come to meet with a vendor in one of these curated meetings, they understand what the business model is. They understand that they have a, if they have a client base or not, if they have clients that want it, and they understand how to make money on it. So when they meet the vendor, it's it's very much goes right into the business piece, as well as maybe a more in depth technical piece. It's it's really a good relationship, and when we when we introduce uh, the partners to the vendors that they want to talk to, then those relationships take off very fast and, and in a really good productive manner.
2: Yeah, and I want to explain as well that because of our SaaS channel strategy team understanding what the different types of reseller partner programs are for our SaaS vendors. We're also helping the channel, the channel partners, to adopt those partner programs and products in a more efficient way. Um, we give them a one-stop shop to do lead registration on all of those partners. And we have other tools as well that enable them to collaborate uh, much more efficiently. And we're even uh, enabling them to better market those applications uh, with upcoming web stores that will be custom for those resellers, and we're actually debuting that at the Channel Partners conference.
5: Clinton, Dina, I am thoroughly enjoying this conversation, and and I know that our uh, digital services mascot, Digi, Craig, is is also uh, really liking what we're
3: hearing here. He certainly is. He's talking to me uh, right now. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, I'm just glad because I don't feel as much like a dumb sas anymore when it comes to this stuff. So so that's good. Um, but but uh, the latest numbers that we had pulled from Gartner put the growth of the public cloud services at almost 20% per year, with the software as a service segment growing even faster than that. Um, given that SASMAC was a little ahead of the curve <laughs> on this, um, are you surprised when you run into agent partners who aren't still yet selling the cloud or aren't even that deep into it?
4: My answer to that's really twofold is yes, I am surprised about how many aren't doing it, but I'm not surprised. So, and it really comes down to, to market segment. So in the enterprise, they're, they're probably the fastest, you know, the larger clients the larger mid-market clients, the enterprise are much more ingrained in the cloud services and the different, you know, software as a service pieces out there. But when you come down and you start looking at the small to medium business, you know, a lot of the solution providers in that particular marketplace last year, you know, when you're talking up to like 400, 500 users, anywhere from 10 to 500 users in that particular marketplace, a lot of those solution providers haven't moved to selling or, or bundling a lot of SaaS applications. They've done some cloud because Microsoft has changed their model, and that really is kind of cloud SaaS. You know, When you look at O365 or, or some of the Google apps, but outside of that, they're just not doing much. And the ones that are got into it because their clients pushed them to it. It's not that they were looking at it, at at doing it on their own. So I'm not surprised, especially in the small to medium business, to see how little we're doing it. And, you know, I've also talked to a lot of these these smaller resellers as well. And when you look at, say, going to the cloud and people are thinking, you know, I'm going to put my server up there and I'm going to, you know, put all my desktops up there. But when you look at clients that have one, two, three servers, and you start really doing the math over a three-year period, they're really not saving much. And then they're still they're still concerned about who has control of my data, who has you know wheres it at, how am I going to access it? you know so they've lagged behind because the same value proposition of lowering your cost and moving it to an opex and and having a better cost structure and and availability doesn't play out as well as you come down to market. so it's very interesting, but when you look at that and you look at the the companies that are even twenty five users or ten users these companies are using anywhere from 8 to 15 SaaS cloud applications today that the solution provider really, they don't know, which is kind of surprising because as an MSP or someone is providing them services, those kind of applications can cause cause havoc in the network if not installed properly, if not integrated properly, the other line of business applications. So it really exposes the, the managed service provider, the IT services side of the, of the businesses. It really, I think, exposed them to additional risks. That they, they really shouldn't, don't, they don't know that's there. They don't know what's running on the network or kind of like a shadow IP, if you will, that's installing stuff on the network without them knowing about it. So it's very interesting that they you know, it's surprising they're not into it, but it's not surprising when you talk to, again, to the smaller ones that because of the business model and, and there's just not a lot of money into a form in some cases.
3: That's really uh, some good insight, Clinton. I'm glad you were able to answer that question. I'm also glad you brought up 0365, because up until this interview, Kevin just thought that was a bingo number.
5: That's why I'm always losing in Vegas, in the bingo room, I guess.
3: Well, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Dina, about uh, TASMAX being at the upcoming Channel Partners Conference and Expo at booth 6078. And a little bit about what partners can expect, but uh, why don't you go into that a little more if somebody wants to come by and talk to you guys and a little more about what you're showcasing there.
2: We have six different SaaS applications that are going to be in our booth that have never before been at this show. So channel partners who come to the Channel Partner Conference will have the opportunity in in one shot to meet a couple of cybersecurity and compliance applications, a productivity and workflow application, um a telecom fraud prevention application and a um a Tem Mem Communication Administration tool. And those applications, the vendor names are TransNexus, Inversive, Paper Tracer, V two Cloud, Foresight, and SimpleTech. So we would love to uh invite channel partners to come and learn about each one of these because each one has a uh, a very uh, generous commission program that they've put in place, and that's one of the things that we do is make sure that they're vetted to have uh, very good commission programs and partner programs. And we'll also be able to show channel partners more about uh, what they can get within SASMAX in launching their own SaaS reseller store. So uh, we have a lot going on, and, you know, we have a whole new uh, – gosh, a whole new set of SaaS applications that have joined last month, this month, and in our pipeline. And we're really excited about bringing more and more of these uh, channel-ready applications uh, to the channel. So we're very excited about being there at, at our booth.
5: Dina, Clinton, we're really excited to have SaaS Max um, at the event. And thank you so much for your support and for joining us today. Uh, I will say it was great to hear both of you touch on what I like to say are some of the partners' big three concerns when they're, you know, gonna partner with a new vendor or new distributor and and that would be number one, why do these services help my customers and, and which verticals should I pursue first? Who I would say is support, what kind of support am I gonna get? And Clinton touched on that in one of his answers and then and then three, of course, is show me the money, right? And uh we both definitely spoke to that. So Thank you so much. Uh, it's been great speaking with you both, and we look forward to seeing SAS Max again in booth 6078 uh, on-site in Las Vegas.
2: Okay, fantastic. We look forward to seeing you there, too. Come on by. We'll give you a YSAS T-shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Craig, great stuff, as always, from, from Dina and Clinton at SAS Max. They've been ahead of the game, as we talked about, in the digital services field seeing how the channel was going to migrate from those telco services and, you know, offer both communications and IT. And I'm sure Digi right now is just doing backflips, as we had mentioned during the interview.
0: Well, Digi's another one who's been ahead of the game in digital services. So certainly he and Sasmax are on the same wavelength.
1: (sighs) I I mean, I think you're an overcomplimenter
0: when it comes to Digi, Craig. I like Digi. I don't mean to gush all over him, you know, he's a good guy.
1: He's always ahead of the game. He's flipping pancakes now. But, uh, you know, enough of my uh, digi jealousy, Craig. You know, I, I do love the little guy or the little bot, I should say. You know what I'm really excited about now, in addition to the show? Bring It, it is baseball time. Opening day happened late last week. And, uh, you know, my New York Mets are off to a 2-1 and start. Uh, so, you know, new season brings new possibilities and fresh optimism new rosters so just uh, super pumped for that and in a way it kind of reminds me of what we're about to experience at at the event craig if you're a partner and you're coming to the show and you're offering you know three to four different solutions uh maybe the occasional add-on for a client that has a particular need this show is going to give you the option to meet with 275 plus different vendors at the event that are going to offer the standard telco solutions that we made our name on, you know, many, many years ago at Channel Partners. They're going to offer digital services like we've been talking about here. They're going to offer energy solutions, Craig. Uh, We're going to have energy vendors. We're going to have digital signage vendors. We're going to have companies there that can help you with your sales and marketing. Uh, So business of the channel, so to speak. So basically anything you want to find there, we're going to have there. And let me tell you, can I break into some MythBusters here, Craig? Do you ever watch MythBusters?
0: Oh yeah, I love the show. Let, I mean, let's break it out.
1: I mean, why wouldn't we? We often hear at Channel Partners uh, that we're a telco show, and rather than dispute that, I would say you're darn right. I mean, we got our roots 21 years ago as Phone Plus. Um, we've done very well for the telco industry over the years, and they've done well by us. And and if so of course we're going to have those telecommunications vendors there because the channel has responded to them. Our partner audience. Loves working with them. But you know what? We're not just telco anymore, especially since we've partnered with our friends at Channel Futures. We've got so many IT channel vendors there that are looking to meet these partners, whether they be telco agents, whether they already be IT partners, MSPs, bars, SIs, IT consultancies um, that are coming to the show. I mean, would you call IBM a telco company, Craig?
0: Uh, Let me check my log. No, I, I would not. How about log me in? Log me in. No, I'd put them firmly in the IT category as well. Kaspersky Lab. Um, no telephones ringing there that I know of.
1: Nope. Looks like a security vendor to me. I, what do you think about
0: DNH Distributing? Sounds like a cloud distributor to me, my friend. That's
1: right. And we're also going to be welcoming Energyware to the show, which is going to give you a whole new set of add-on solutions in addition to communications and IT. And how you can help their clients save money on their energy bills while improving their lighting services. I mean, I'm this is something. Power. Cool. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's right. And you know what? We're also going to be taking care of business there because Office Depot is coming with something so cool that I can't even talk about it yet. It's going to be a whole new channel partners this year. Just like in baseball, every team starts off 0 0 with a 162 game season with a chance to, to have a whole new outcome and perspective every year.
0: Well, not only that. You make that comparison it's like you have some of the all-star players that come back every year to the team and then you get this influx of new blood that really really helps the team succeed
1: that's right i mean you know the, our standard sponsors that people come in to see and expect to see at and verizon century link ring central there's so many others and if i'm missing you i'm really sorry prince coming back uh with a big presence there so uh we're just so appreciative of everybody that's coming to the show and, and of course partners Thank you, and be sure to take full advantage and talk to all these different vendors there because the possibilities are endless, they really are.
0: April 17th through the 20th in Las Vegas. That's this month, my friend. We're just a couple weeks out now, less than two weeks out, in fact.
1: Gary, time flies when you're having fun. Well, Craig, there sounds like there's a lot of winning that's gonna be happening at the show. Maybe we should dive back into us and our lack of winning um, at HQ, although I sense I sense that there's going to be a victory this week for one of us.
0: Maybe we should team up, or would we actually do worse if the two of us were working together? Would that be like multiplying by zero, and it comes out at zero?
1: (laughs) I think that is a perfect metaphor, Craig. And here I thought I was the man of many metaphors, but uh, you just crushed that one.
0: All right. Well, be sure to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcasts. You can do that by going to iTunes, searching for channel partners online. You can also find us on SoundCloud and be sure to check out our new Twitter page featuring Digi, Kevin's buddy, the digital services robot. And you can find us at DigiRobot.
1: You know, I do love me some Digi, Craig. It's kind of like a it's like a brotherly kind of battle, you know, where you, you rip each other. He has much more to work with in terms of ribbing than, than I do. I, I'm an easy target. But uh, it's more of a brotherly thing. You know, it's all out of love. I would say game show theme. Channel Partners is uh, the one show where there
0: are certainly no whammies.
4: Anyway, i become kind of famous for my signature catchphrase, whammy.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we'll uh, catch you for one more podcast before the big show coming up next week. Bye now. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>